This is Engage Governance, the podcast series from the Chartered Governance Institute, UK and Ireland. In this podcast, I'm talking to Peter Fowler, Managing Director at Lumi UK, about the convergence of the investor relations and governance functions. Peter, could you introduce yourself and let us know why you think this is an important area of focus for governance professionals? Thank you so much, Rachel, and it's great to be here. I think firstly, I just want to introduce you know, myself and Lumi uh, as an organisation to those of you that don't know Lumi. We are a very well-established organisation that's been uh, supporting annual general meetings, uh, general meetings and court meetings uh, for at least 20 years now in the UK and principally supporting the registration services behind an annual general meeting, as well as implementing our technology to the meetings as well. Um, maybe you probably best know us for the electronic voting devices that we've been supporting to many FTSE 100 companies over the years. But of course, the last two years have been very much uh, focused upon hybrid and virtual meetings. And with our uh, well-established solution, uh, we've been supporting lots and lots of FTSE 100 companies, FTSE 250 companies in delivering, of course, what's been quite a challenging time to deliver AGMs uh, using our technology and services. That is not just only, obviously, something that we service here in the UK, but of course, we are a global organization with uh, 11 offices around the world. And we support you know, a good 50 plus jurisdictions around the world. And uh, a great example of you know where we were to where we are right now in supporting meetings with this type of technology is that back in 2019, we probably supported about 90 virtual or hybrid meetings. Um, obviously, we had principally physical uh, meetings only, but 90 used that, uh, that remote technology. In 2020, we supported three and a half thousand meetings. And then 2021, we moved to four and a half thousand. This year, of course, looks somewhat different. You know, we hope and we feel very positive about the world and where we are right now. And we hope to be obviously on the upside of of that. And that comes a different challenge, of course, for organisations that comes now more of a focus on a hybrid meeting, a hybrid annual general meeting. And I think this topic is so interesting because I think this is what we're really finding now is that uh, organizations and issuers have seen the huge benefit in supporting a meeting in a virtual capacity. And as we come back to hybrid now, it's introducing that annual general meeting that has the physical elements, that has the online elements, and the obviously, of course, the, the combination of the two. Now, what I'm seeing, you know, is a huge, as you say, in the topic of this uh, podcast is a big convergence between corporate governance and the investor relations. And I think because of the much wider nature in which you can now target your shareholder base and they can participate and be part of your annual general meeting means that obviously, as I said, this, this IR team being much more involved with the corporate governance team is something I'm seeing an awful lot of. And, you know, there's huge benefits uh, that this technology can bring to very much so the, the almost the Q&A aspect of this of the meeting. Well thank you very much that's that's really interesting it's it's so interesting how the pandemic has changed so many aspects of work and and this is sounds like it's um another area where where a lot of change has happened um so thinking about how the investor relations teams are, are now becoming more involved in the AGM um, why do you think a long-term investor relations strategy is important um, ahead of the annual general meeting? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's a, a huge focus that the, the investor relations teams are putting on this. I think there's, as you say, I think the 
the nature of an annual general meeting historically, as, as, as we know it very well, has been one of which that takes place during the, the middle of the week, 11 a.m. in a central London location that only a select number of shareholders of a particular demographic, maybe, could attend. And I think now this the annual general meeting has always been a very large meeting, of course. It's you know one of the most important meetings of the, of the calendar year for an organisation. Now, even more so, I think the investors are participating uh, in the annual general meeting, not just in the quarterlies and the half year results or the full year results, but more and more so in the annual general meeting. You know, they have the ability to participate in a number of means. And I think, you know, voting, of course, is is, is one key element to this. But equally, I think it's this concept that you are able to be heard and you can speak and you can deliver your question in a written form that will be addressed by the by the organization. But also um, you can do that in an, in an audio form. So I think what, what the hybrid meeting has really brought to, to the table is bringing what is a physical meeting and all of the benefits of a physical meeting, but much more in a, in, a, in a virtual and remote world. And that's why I think the IR teams, it's very much part of their strategy, the AGM. I'm sure it always has been for obvious reasons, but even more so now, I think it holds a, a real strong significance uh, within their calendar. And I think, you know, in addition to that, you've got to be fully prepared, you know, to support the board in that moment in time. But what I will say is that the questions that are being received, you know, online are much more to the business of the meeting that, you know, to the heart of what's happening within an organization in that given moment. But also, you know, the current, you know, political environment that we find ourselves in now means that there are more and more, you know, diverse questions, but also very, very appropriate and key questions that IR teams uh, are obviously very involved in. Yes. Um, and so do you think that um, having that greater involvement of the investor relations team, developing that investor relations strategy helps to manage those questions that are now coming in this in this new type of annual general meeting? Oh, without a doubt. And I think, you know, I've I've been doing this for us for 16 plus years now on delivering AGMs. And, you know, I've seen what goes into a Q&A um, piece and the the planning of Q&A in a, you know, a standard, you know, if I look back, physical meeting. And that's, you know, there's Q&A documents, there's Q&A booklets where you've got, you know, many, many, many pages uh, and separated by subject areas. And I think now that's become so much more of a digital um, form in the sense that what comes with uh, the technology is the capability for the IR teams to be online, behind the scenes, categorizing, providing, as I say, that supported answer to the board in that given moment in time. I think what's also, you know, very interesting as well is that we are in a place, I think, with annual general meetings where a lot has been reviewed over the last couple of years and where general meetings really sat and what they were, you know, were they really fulfilling what an annual general meeting should be? And, you know, I've touched on this this concept that the, the quality of questions, because we've had a virtual environment, has been so much better and so much greater. You know, it's really to the heart of what the business is, is doing and, and in that moment. And those are the questions we're receiving. But I think what's also interesting, you know, in this involvement of an annual general meeting, we hear more and more around this concept of a shareholder engagement event, perhaps being introduced prior to the annual general meeting to help shareholders and investors be more informed about the vote and the voting uh, that they are obviously partaking in as well. 
Um, but also I'm seeing more and more, you know, investor relations meetings following on from the annual general meeting. So the use of the technology is not only in that moment at the annual general meeting, but it's being extended into a follow-up meeting that is more uh, IR related. So what, what function do you think these sorts of investor relations events serve in, in you know, an overall um, corporate governance strategy? What's really happening now is that we're seeing is that not only are we probably looking at more of a domestic audience from an, from an IR perspective who are attending these meetings, but much more of a global um, nature to the attendance. And I think what comes with the advancements, once again, of technology is you know, we're very used to these um, telephone dial-in uh, IR updates uh, that are effective, but, you know, they're short and sweet. But what I'm seeing now much more of is that the IR meeting is becoming much more of an event, much more of a, you know, it's an opportunity to showcase. And therefore, we are seeing many more webcasting opportunities in a much more formal setting Um with cameras on site filming the the directors and, and the CEO and the chair delivering these IR meetings. And I think therefore organizations are trying to step up to that, to the plate. And, and obviously it's a great opportunity, as I say, to, to showcase. Yes, absolutely. Um, and do you think then that corporate governance is enhanced by the investor relations activities? I'm sure. And I'm sure of that. And I, you know, I see that, I do see that on a, on a regular basis. It's a very well received platform. Um, you know, it's it's always been somewhat challenging for um, investors to be in attendance to, to all of these meetings that are occurring in an AGM season. But for now that they have a platform in which they can attend multiple meetings in a calendar year or, or during the AGM season, as we know it, I think is of great benefit to, to the corporate governance element. And and what what impact do you think in the investor relations events can have on the AGM itself in terms of I suppose easing the build-up to the to the meeting perhaps? Yeah yeah I think that's a really good point and I think that's definitely one benefit from an issuer's point of view I think it's identifying those critical uh, uh, topics of questions that you're likely to see at the annual general meeting I think being dealt with up front at these IR meetings you know I think it can sometimes take the weight out of the a annual general meeting by having such an inclusive um, uh, investor relations meeting uh, ahead of time so um, yeah look, I think there's a there's a great benefit to to as I said to the to the one single platform being used uh, across the entire calendar year um, but I think, you know, what we've really struggled with in the last two years of the pandemic, and especially in that first year in the UK season, was this, you know, behind closed doors um, meetings that were occurring, especially in the UK, for reasons beyond an issuer's, um, you know, ability to deal with, because that was the legislation that was in place, and that's all that they could ever do in that moment in time. But we saw many markets around the world, especially Lumi, in how in how we operate globally. We saw many markets adapting much more quickly. And I, you know, I looked to Australia and how they adapted to this technology virtual environment very, very quickly. So I think there was a real period of time in the UK where you know investors were somewhat neglected. As I say, it wasn't the issuer's fault in that time, but I think there was a moment where companies lost touch a little bit with the shareholders um, and the investors and now now on the flip side what I'm seeing in this you know as we live today is actually the engagement with investors and shareholders probably stronger than ever and more frequent than ever due to the forms of communication that, that obviously are available to them um, and as I said you know 
what's really then coming through is that these engaged investors and shareholders are really then obviously participating in these meetings. So do you think from the perspective of our audience of governance professionals, the greater involvement of the investor relations team and their activities, can they help to enhance their corporate governance objectives? And I, I think so. And, you know, as I say, I, I, I sit in, in many, many different planning meetings because I think, you know, it's quite it's quite daunting um, somewhat in, in delivering an AGM of this nature. It was daunting, I think, for the issuers when it was more of a virtual uh, capacity. We will never use the word fully virtual because of legislation reasons and we can't. But the way in which we were in lockdown meant that, you know, organisations were effectively hosting these virtual meetings. That was very daunting. You know, that was very challenging. There was a, it was a challenging moment in time where, you know, we did everything we could to, to step up to the plate and support organisations in delivering these meetings. And we did. And I think, you know, the premise of this technology and the premise in which it was developed was actually always with hybrid in mind. Now we're in an interesting space where hybrid has now become very daunting. You know, the return of physical has become more daunting, actually, than hosting a virtual meeting. So I think, you know, the, the, the involvement now of the IR teams uh, and, you know, group comms teams supporting the company secretaries and, and the teams of and the company secretary teams is is incredibly important as i say and i think i'm seeing it more and more frequently now in the planning meetings that everybody is collectively and collaboratively working together to to deliver the these annual general meetings lumi is the power behind many of the world's shareholder meetings helping deliver the shareholder engagement strategy delivering seamless virtual and hybrid meetings You talk about the this new hybrid world, the first the first year that this has been a, a, a genuine possibility to consider. Um, so what do you think company secretarial teams should be thinking about in the in the run up to this year's AGM and, and how are they going to approach the challenge of hybrid? Yeah, it's it's a, it's such a good question. Uh, one I could speak to for, for, for some time, but I think you know, what's really interesting in seeing the notices of meetings that are going out right now ahead of, as I said, the, the main part of the season, I think there's um, a, a fairly common theme in, in the approach that, the, that a lot of organisations are taking is that, you know, they're almost leading with the online electronic participation first and then suggesting that there is also a physical presence and a physical room that shareholders can come to. I think that's one important thing, you know, and, and I'm not going to go too much into the advantages of hybrid because I think there are many, but one of the greatest advantages, I think, is, is you know, this inclusivity of all, but also this ability to pivot for the unknown that, that may surround us. And we are living in some unknown times right now in the build up to an annual general meeting. And that's adding its challenges in itself to organizations but having this technology that you could pivot to in a sole capacity if you had to is really really important but i think you know the main focus that i think uh, you know the issues are are having uh, in in preparing for an annual general meeting this year is probably very much surrounding the q a period as it as it often is and, and that's the crux of an agm sometimes is you know when we do have shareholders who are physically present and we do have shareholders who are joining online. Um, how do we take those questions in? How do we moderate those questions in the moment? How do we manage the 
you know, potential volume, but that's never been an issue. It's always been a concern, but it's never been an issue. But I think this concept of you've got a shareholder who's in the room, you've got a question in written form, and you've also got a shareholder who's waiting on the line to verbally address their question. I think many issuers are thinking, well, how do we deal with this? You know, do we take one question in the room first? We then go online uh, in a written form. We then go online in an audio form. You know, and I think conceptually that works really well. I think that ticks a few boxes. I think it means you are not, you know, disenfranchising one or the other. You are inclusive to all of your audience, no matter where they may be. But I think what helps as well is, you know, one big advantage of the written questions actually is being able to hear from shareholders who perhaps don't necessarily have the confidence to speak. But equally, companies are getting early sight of those questions because most commonly these questions are coming in 20 minutes prior to the AGM or during the, you know, the CEO's presentation. And companies can take those questions, they can uh, categorize them, they can put them in order, and they can also append some suggested answers. You know, any technical questions that may be coming in can all of a sudden be answered with the support of the IR team, the group comms team behind the scenes. So I think actually it's really aiding the effectiveness of a Q&A session to make sure that all points are addressed. And equally, what you don't ever see is an, an, in, a, in a physical form is an ability to have at the end of the meeting a report of all archived questions, you know, written form that you could place on your website with, with answers appended to them, which again is great for corporate governance and, you know, transparency of the questions received. So I think... On top of all of this, <laughs> I think issuers have got, you know, how are we dealing with the physical room, the size of the room? Are we anticipating a large number of shareholders to come back and to come back to the AGM? Yet to be seen, I think there are plans, different plans for different organisations based on the legacy data that they have. But I think what I would anticipate is that a much smaller number of shareholders will be coming back, you know, through the doors this year because of the online ability to, to participate in these meetings. And, and what do you think investor relations teams, now that they're becoming more involved, um, what should they be thinking about from a governance perspective? That's a, that's a really good question. I think obviously answering those, you know, a, a lot of the, the time is a, a concept of trying to answer every single question that comes in or, you know, provide provide an answer to, to the vast majority of the questions. There are a number of cases, of course, in this type of meeting, especially when questions are coming through in written form, that they are pretty almost one of the same type of question you know and so therefore you don't have to respond to every single question because in principle you have dealt with a particular subject area so you know i think in the build-up to the meeting the the ir teams and, and the preparation that they that they go through i think um is is providing as much support to, to the company secretary and and the board as they as they can possibly do in the actual live environment of the AGM. You know, thinking about the the you know the unknowns that may occur, uh, I think in this type of meeting is something for them to prepare. Um, but you know, I think really and, and truly, I think nothing almost changes around the preparation of a Q and A, other than you've got so much more technology behind you now to make it so much more effective, and you can be so much more reactive in the moment. Mm. And so, do you think that digitization? element um, simplifies um, governance and investor relations activity? 
Oh, I think so. I know how much work goes into these, and I know the the you know the output of of the work that goes into you know what was a pre-pandemic AGM with Q and A preparation. And I think there's an enormous amount uh, that can be now done. And actually, you know, these the, the IR professionals and, uh, and teams alike don't actually have to be at the AGM venue. They can be supporting remotely. You know, they can be supporting from home. And that's another big thing we're finding, of course. You know, it, it comes into the it goes back to the realms of you know anticipating the unexpected, I guess. And you know, we have to see that a lot, where you know key people uh, you know board members all of a sudden the night before cannot attend the agm because of certain reasons and this is again that's where we're seeing a lot of advantages to this or or key members of staff where they can pivot they can work from home if they had to and and be effective and supportive yes which again um for the board members in particular um yeah it enhances your ability to still run that event in the in the best way possible for the shareholders by having accessibility to board members, even if they're not able to be there physically. Um, and what do you think shareholders would be looking for in, in a digital first IR strategy? Um, I mean, that's an obvious benefit. What, what would the other benefits be? Yeah, I think from shareholders, it's the ability to, you know, participate in a remote form and it to feel like that you are being part of the meeting you're watching the live meeting you're watching the live video broadcast you feel included in the process and in the ag and in the annual general meeting that's you know i am being heard by either writing in my questions it being read aloud by a moderator or the company secretary and responded to um, and there are other features that you know the way technology has evolved in the last couple of years and the way we are evolving is of course is listening to not only shareholders but also the issuers themselves around the advancement of this technology. You know, one really simple one is this um, this concept of replying directly back to the shareholder. We are seeing the introduction by some clients uh, this year of video uh, questions from shareholders. So questions being able to speak live, be seen, and be heard. Um, I think is an advancement. Uh, it poses a few concerns, I think, to some companies, that's for sure. But equally, it is the future. The shareholder feeling, I think, when joining the meeting, you know, to be able to vote live and have my, you know, my vote cast and to receive a confirmation message back to say that my vote was cast, to have my questions read aloud and be addressed wherever I may be in the world. I think, as I say, it's, it's great for corporate governance. And I think it's a, a really strong shareholder engagement opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Um, and do you think there's a difference between how you manage institutional investors and how you manage retail investors who hmm. perhaps have different priorities, different um, um, different questions, uh, different things they want to get out of an AGM? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really, really interesting point. And I think, you know, obviously, by by its nature, your quarterlies and half year results and full year results will probably get much more of the institutional investor involvement at an annual general meeting. I think there was a little bit of a, you know, an interesting statistic that we were seeing in the last couple of years where perhaps not as many institutional investors were joining these remote meetings but i think it's starting to grow you know that's definitely the trend that we, we that we saw in the united states um but i think you know from an institutional point of view what's important for an organization behind the scenes 
is that it is a fully authenticated platform. And when that question comes in, you know exactly who that question is from. So not to suggest that there's any prioritization that occurs often, but of course, some of those questions may hold a little bit more weight depending on who they are and therefore can be bumped up slightly and addressed, you know, in, in a quicker, more efficient way, perhaps. So I think, you know, both from a institutional holder, but also from the company dealing with those types of questions, uh, again, I think it's... Um, it, it's a positive piece of technology that uh, in, ensures that both parties are satisfied, I guess, in that moment. And would you communicate um, differently with those two parties um, in the run-up to the AGM as well? Yeah, I think you know, organisations naturally do. I think from a from a comms point of view, you know, an AGM is inclusive for all, and therefore the you know the notice of meeting that goes out is probably focusing a little bit more on the retail shareholder. But equally, the institutional shareholder is open to participate as well, both in a voting capacity as well as a Q&A point of view. You know, a lot of the times, actually, the platform itself is not necessarily only open for the AGM day itself, but is open for the six weeks of the notice and is open for questions in that time. And so some of the institutions may well use the platform in that window to, to, po to post their questions. You know, I'm sure typically it's done by email and very direct to the company. But once again, you know, the platform is open uh, for that, uh, that period of time prior. What technology should organisers deploy to make digitised investor relations a reality? We've kind of touched a, a lot on, on how the AGMs has evolved and I think also how the, the investor relations meetings have evolved as well. And I think from a, you know, from a technology point of view, we referenced the, you know, the platform that, that Lumia supporting uh, being one. But I think also it's the form in which perhaps the, the broadcast takes. You know, I think from a broadcasting point of view, as I said, uh, you want to make sure that the shareholders experience is really, really strong. And I think having a video broadcast that is of really good quality with the presentation slides uh, being presented at the same time with a really nice formalized um, uh, program, as we would refer to it on a broadcast, I think is really important. And I think that forms a big part of the platform itself and, and, and sort of digitizing the whole half yearly results, full year results, et cetera, or, or in our annual general meeting. Um, but I think, as I said, that, you know, the wealth of information that's also behind the scenes in a reporting form is that from a IR team's perspective, is you know exactly who's participated in these meetings and how long for and, you know, where they've come from and, and, and of course, how, you know, how much they, they were inputting into the Q&A period, et cetera. So I think um, that type of technology is key. I think the messaging surrounding the notice and surrounding the IR meetings on the on the IR aspect of the of their websites, uh, really promoting that. We're seeing that a lot more from issuers now. Is that where they're they're really trying to promote the annual general meeting uh, as much as they can and the participation because it obviously has an electronic form. So I think that's something that we're going to be seeing more and more of. Well, thank you, um, Peter. This has been a really interesting and um, informative discussion about um, how this, the investor relations team and the governance team are, are starting to work more closely together um, on the annual, annual general meeting and um, on shareholder engagement more broadly. Um, and it's, it's been so interesting to hear about how technology has actually facilitated this, this move um, together of these two teams um, and, and also how it, it's 
during the pandemic, we've embraced that technology that we've been reluctant to embrace before. So thank you very much for um, the discussion today. It's been it's been really good to speak to you. Thank you so much. Engage Governance. Look out for more podcasts coming soon. We would like to thank our sponsors and experts for supporting the launch of the Engage Governance podcast series. To access more podcasts and other useful governance tools like our guidance notes, blogs and articles, please visit www.cgi.org.uk.